talking about his like hall of fame uh yeah things just in just cut it up with one of the the, the um the sound bites oh man some boy <laughs> i'm in eight hall of fame good good for you no i think it was like 13 separate halls of fame yeah but he's he's a, a some don't even exist anymore amazing anyway uh afc east uh interesting division this year uh buffalo bills leading it they had a hot start Four wins on the trot, but uh, they've now had two losses on the bounce, uh, which seem to, strangely enough, coincide with lesser play from Josh Allen. Has he been found out? No. He's fine. Think so? Yes. Those are fine. They've just got to play teams like the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I think Sometimes I think that happens. That's probably a pretty fair assessment. That's probably about as much as you can really say on the Bills right now, is that they're not that bad there. That defense has been problematic, though, and they've even started taking to just having healthy scratches on their, like, what were previously their main guys. Like, Davis uh, White Hughes. played 30, I remember this from Twitter, 33 cat, uh, coverable plays, mm-hmm. and he wasn't, the person he was marking wasn't targeted once by Mahomes. That's because Tredavious White is a very good player on that defense. What about all the other guys, Darren? <laughs> were, they, were they maybe the problem? Yeah, maybe. I Jerry I, Hughes. There's only so much you can ask Ed about Alvin, a, a Chiefs team that's coming back from a surprising loss who um, have something to prove. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I'm not really putting that on the Bills, and they don't have their fans, and it's cold. Yeah, Buff- gonna... Buffalo's a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're still the, be- the best team in. Like, oh. They're the best team in New York. That commute, anyway. from, that commute from the from J- New Jersey is a pain mm-hmm. for all of the players. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sucks. Only team that have to fly to their games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I think Buffalo, they're they're still going to be all right. Stephen Diggs is good. Cole Beasley's. You know, good in that. End. Yeah, John John Brown's getting healthy again. If he is like fully healthy again, then once again they might be the best wide receiver group in the NFL. I like what they do with Isaiah McKenzie. With yeah, the yeah. gadget. John, what John Ross would love to be. Yeah, Gabriel Davis is even showing up as well. It's just just not looking too bad. Um, but they, they need, need to keep to, on top of this. Their running backs. Um, I don't know if it's because they're so effective running Allen mm-hmm. that they don't use the running backs enough but like single well three... they've been passing way more than they have previously they've been trying mm-hmm. to they've been a pass first team because they believe more in Josh Allen because yeah. Singletree was like 36 yards for 10 10 attempts that which... sounds like a very Devin Singletree stat line these days yeah. like he's he's not, a good running back though he's they're not nifty. getting he's very nimble and um, he escapes but they're just not putting their running backs in a position to um because it was Zach Moss as well, so like they're they're just not putting them in a position to do much because they don't mm. need them to. But I think yeah. they need to start. Uh, hopefully, in a few of these games, they they get out to, like against the Jets and stuff. They get out to a bit of a lead and they can start to work on running the clock down and running the ball. 
because I don't think they've poor they've, Jets. They've needed to. <laughs> it's the same with the Dolphins, you know, against the Bills as well. People are just putting the Jets out there as just a scrimmage these days. Yeah. It's Could, not. It's not even like playing a should, real should team. Do the, the Monday morning radio or the Tuesday morning radio take. Could Alabama or Georgia beat oh. the Jets? Oh yeah! What, no. what a great take! Oh, yeah. No, oh, kids man. against men. It's not the same. No, not not at all. The NFL is uh, like it's, it's still professionals who are on those fields. Um, is it loud? The Dolphins, uh, despite Fitzmagic being amazing yet again fun. this season, so fun. The Tua Tongovailoa era begins in Miami yeah, on the Tua train. On the Tua train, all aboard. Uh, they've been waiting for this for about. Two, three years now, actually. <laughs> it seems like it's forgot all been... he's been out so long, I forgot he was left-handed. Yep, been building up to this moment, and it happened for three snaps at the end of the game. One of them was a, a very nice bootleg, looked very good. I liked how... You can't get too, like, people are already saying, like, well, this is it, this is it, this is... This is going to change everything for the Dolphins. Like, calm down. PFF put up a thing that was like showing the replay and it was like in capital letters Tua is the only player that can make this throw <laughs> yeah because he's a left-handed yeah. quarterback yeah. in the NFL and who can in run. tidy writing it was like because he's left-handed yeah exactly it's like, <laughs> let's try to get yeah. people with a chirp on a technicality yes yeah. uh, like, although Mahomes has made a couple of bootlegs with his left hand when he's had to switch yeah true true because, but he's he's not a real human though so <laughs> uh, the Dolphins will have a week off and then they come up against the Rams, then it's Cardinals and Chargers. Uh, that's, that's an interesting three games, an interesting three defences to play against. Uh, like, I, I guess at the moment we don't know. We don't know anything about it, but if he is what, he, what we all believe he can be, then do we expect to see him light up straight away or do we still expect teething problems like we should? Come on, Darren. I think there'll be teething problems, uh-huh. but I think he provides an excitement and a, a different dimension to a team that needs it. And, and not in terms of the play on the field at the moment, but in terms of their fan base and what, what you know, the, the markability of the team and probably more of on the ownership side, I think getting to it in is probably the right decision. Because you look on Twitter at some of the Dolphins fans and it's just... We could get the seventh or ninth or eight would be the seventh position in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We could win the division because you know the Patriots haven't been great. But what for? You know, like I don't think people want, and it's a shame on Fitzpatrick. But I think the the motivation for Dolphins fans is to move on to the next stage. Yeah, and it's kind of what killed Tyrod Taylor and in, in the Browns. You know, he had two yeah. really good games, but it's like we don't want you. So as soon as he put the football on the floor, it was like, no, we need yeah. we need Mayfield now. Like it's we're ready. We don't mm. want. Like, we need to win. This is a really it's it's a really conflicting situation though. And I've been speaking to a um, friend of the show and resident Dolphins fan Neil Shepard about this. And uh, like we reckon, well, so he he reckons it's probably a case of it was always planned to be this way. Like yeah. this was just like it was just going to be a timing thing. But um, he's he's worried about that offensive line and really feels that holes need to be plugged and in their first game they're going up against Aaron Donald <laughs> so uh, that's going to be a real baptism of fire 
Um, and when you consider that Ryan Fitzpatrick's been just so good in Miami, and well, Neil said he's gone something like twelve and five since starting ahead of Rosen, um, like, is this the right decision ultimately? Yes. Okay. Cool. We've we've done it. That's it. No need for any more. And and look, on that. the the defensive tackles for the Rams don't go out to hurt players. Like Donald's quite a clean player, considering how oh, yeah, he how is, much but he, he actually hits people. Yeah, but he will he will smash two into the ground seven times if you can. Yeah, but, but it'll, it'll be, be nice very about it. very uh, by the book. I'm sure he respect. He'll be very respectful. Anyway, we should maybe um, maybe reach out to Neil and see if he might uh, want to give us a bit of a, a take on Tua's first start against the Rams because I've got a feeling that's going to be a fascinating of one to, to to line that up. So. Yeah, Neil, you got some homework, mate. Uh, the Patriots, so their defense is still going pretty good, but that offense is not good at the skill positions. Uh, they were really held in check by the, the Broncos' defense, but the Broncos' defense is very good. But skill position is just a mess, especially yeah, a wide receiver right now. They've got nothing going. They need to get that boy back from the uh, lacrosse league. Oh no, he's on the Jets now. <laughs> <laughs> They need to get Dante Scarnecchia back for the offensive line, uh, and they need to get uh, anyone at wide receiver. They need to trade for Julio Jones, is what they need to do. No, not after the <laughs> Falcons are not going to do that again. Well, they might actually. They might be like, here's Calvin Ridley for a first round pick. Don't remember Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's the real deal, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened there. The Patriots are. Kind of what I expected them to be. They are what we thought they were. Um, and there's also the, the case... I'm that a lot these days, actually. Yeah. Everyone's really giving the Dennis yeah. Greeners and the, 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 hard, the hard sell right now. There's also the case that maybe if someone's had COVID for two weeks and hasn't practiced, then maybe you don't play them. Yeah. Because Cam Newton hadn't practiced and he'd had the flu for two weeks and they mm. decided to play him and he was rubbish after being good. So maybe this was like maybe they should have just played Stidham and... They lost mm. anyway. In, in, interesting to see what the long-term effects of players who have who, who contract COVID will be. And I think one of the prime candidates for study right now would be Cam Newton. Yeah. Uh, but you don't necessarily know how severely affected he was. It well, doesn't seem like, you know, you know like that asymptomatic medical, and stuff, but still. The, the issue with um, the NFL, and it's the, it was the same with the NBA, is that some teams just have such better resources than mm. other teams in terms of medical... Um, so the Patriots, you'd assume, would be checking like inflated heart, tachycardia, yeah, all this stuff that can come from COVID. I like if 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 I was an NFL team, but are the Raiders would... doing that? That's you know, like you know, our Raiders are always kind of the kicking boys for this because they don't have any money usually, <laughs> and they definitely don't have any money because they've got any fans in that new stadium. So they're no probably fans. the poorest they've ever been. Um, yeah, it's just like, is it? legitimately even across the board or are we going to have a sudden death syndrome just do what the flaming lips have done and put everyone into bubbles and just play like that no no problem anyway uh the jets how does adam gay still have a job it's the only question i've got he has documents relating to the owner yeah i think so he's clearly kind of got something there's got to be on. something going on because they are just absolutely dreadful there kind of inside man thing no redeeming qualities for that team they have one of the worst defenses in the league i think they would be the worst or second worst if the cowboys weren't a thing 
And uh, by far the most anemic offense with only 75 points scored. They have a points differential of uh, minus 110 at this stage. I think you're just not getting the um, the players you'd expect. You know, like, oh, sorry, the coaches you'd expect at this time of the season. So there's no point in replacing them and maybe losing out on getting Lawrence mm-hmm. when you might be able to get, like, um, Mike LaFleur or uh, Arthur Smith or Jim Bienemy, like at the end Eric of the Bien- season. Eric and Matt LaFleur. No, Mike. Matt already has a job. Oh, okay. So I thought you were after, no, after him. Mike, Mike's Kyle Shanahan's offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> but it's definitely Eric Bienemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when there's options that will be available at the end of the season, I don't think they're going to get what they want, especially as, you know, coaching from the college ranks as well. Mm-hmm. Some teams have only played five games and the coaches to be ready to go to the NFL. So I, there's no reason for them to get rid of him other than the players, but like you could just do what the Texans have done and just get someone else to coach them. Like they have a guy who can do that. He coaches the defense. He's not the nicest guy, but you know it worked for the Browns. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think yeah. Well, actually, we'll get on to Browns very shortly, actually. But I reckon they're setting themselves up nicely for the future. Who knows what the future of the Jets is, other than at this moment, Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be an Albuquerque. Unless Trevor Lawrence says like, "No, I'm just not doing it." I mean, like, would actually that that's my last question on the Jets, and I really want to move on from them because they're so boring to talk about now. But if the Jets end up with the number one overall pick and Trevor Lawrence is there and you are Trevor Lawrence. Do you say, I will not play for you? I am playing baseball. <laughs> um, I I've never played baseball before, else. but I'm pretty sure I can because I'm Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, I would not want to play for the Jets and I'd make that very clear in my entry interviews and to every... Every press person I could, because it's not the same. You, know, you can get someone like Trey Lance or, um, you know, even like Jacob Eason or something last year. It's like they can come out and say, "I don't really want to play." Like you know, in mm. in the cold. I think a couple of players said that about the Bills last year. Mm. It's, like, it's not your decision. You don't have any power. Yeah, and Josh Allen's there. Yeah, and Trevor Lawrence has power. You know, mm-hmm. he can kind of pick and choose. And well, they could grab him and trade him mm-hmm. um, for a lot. Yeah, the Phil Rivers sort of deal. Uh, Phil Rivers, yeah. the LA Manning sort of deal, sorry. Um, but yeah, potentially. You don't, the issue with the whole COVID impacting the college system, other than the obvious, is the you're not going to have the tape on the defensive players. Mm. So there's not going to be that Nick Bosa um, chase, chase, what's the name? chase Young, Young. Um, kind of player that you could take no. at number one and say to the fans, like, hey, we're sticking with Arnold and we've got. Like they're not gonna have the tape to not take Lawrence. If you if you end up being the Jets, then you basically say to Trevor Lawrence, like, look, we're 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 gonna take you, but don't say anything. And then just you start trade and then, and then, for two first rounds, three seconds and a fourth, you know. Basically yeah, King King's and you can build your team. And people again. will play pay that. If you have a team that's just a quarterback away, now granted there's not many of them, but a team that's just a quarterback away from doing something, and you see this guy Trevor Lawrence out there who just looks like this potentially transcendent talent, and he should have all the all the tangibles, all the intangibles. You, you give it up. What's well, like the Edmonton Oilers with the LA Kings in the hockey? It's like you you know you're not gonna do well once this guy goes, and you 
build for the future. Mm-hmm. Like the Edmonton Oilers got like eight first, like six first round picks for Wayne mm-hmm. Gretzky, yeah. and they were able to build a, like they. People, da- Dallas built a dynasty yeah. out of uh, Pe- people out of were saying well. that Edmonton shouldn't have existed after Gretzky went because they're a small town and mm-hmm. you know they only well, only won championships till Gretzky was there. But it's like they they're competitive even now because they yeah. were able to rebuild straight away. Mm-hmm from what they got and it's kind of where the Jets are at it's like look we get Lawrence and that's one piece and yes it's the most important piece but then he might not want to play and we might get him injured so I'm just have another year of Darnold and get an extra three first round picks and a couple of seconds and kind of do what the Colts did you got to take it anyway we've once again given the Jets too much time yeah, in fact just even being bad is interesting as it, well it is remember uh, like when we first did it and we did like 20 minutes on the Giants oh my god it's always the Giants <laughs> just New New York what is it about New York don't don't answer that because then we'll keep talking about them the Pittsburgh Steelers are they the best team in the NFC no okay offense is really clicking though Chase Claypool is amazing and that defense is lights out defense definitely lights out Big Ben is an upgrade on Duck Hodges and Claypool and Smith-Schuster are good. Are they... Okay, I'll I'll bring it down a little bit more then. Are they the best team in the AFC North? Yes, at this moment in time because they haven't lost the game. So that's in a technicality, but like... Steelers versus Ravens, who wins that matchup? Steelers, because the Ravens are one-dimensional. Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, we'll get to find that out at some point shortly. I'll find that out shortly again. Now, the Ravens... Is that shortly? L- yeah. Lamar is playing a little hurt. Uh, and they're certainly not looking as dynamic as before. Where's he hurt? Um, also, can they not win Where can the we games? Hmm? Where is he hurt so we can hit him? Ah, uh, true, true. I think it's the, is it the chest he's got? I'm not sure. That's boring. The thing is that if he's got like a pulled hamstring, then that changes him from like 4-2 to mm. like 4-4, four, four, and you can hit him. <laughs> By the way, we're, we're going to find out uh, relatively soon. On Monday? Uh, no, no, that's not right. How does this... I don't know. They're both on bye this week, I think. Yeah. Uh, but then they then will be like... back on Monday Night Football. No, oh, no, 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 no that's Sunday, Sunday Night Football. Football. Or Sunday, whenever the hell it is. But like it's, it's, normal, it's, it's, normal it's, it's Monday morning in New Zealand, so you guys work that back, or just, just a Sunday. At look it up, guys. Come on, what were we here this for? This is what we've like decided: is that you guys are um, old enough and ugly enough to see the scores yourself, and we're just going to talk about. Yeah, stuff. go ahead and do it. We just talk about all the other crap instead. This has been fun so far, by the way. I'm, yes. I'm liking this format. Well, maybe maybe we might still t- t- tease with it a little bit more, but we'll see. Here we go. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, Lamar playing a little hurt. You say that they're one-dimensional, but the the running game hasn't been nearly as dynamic as it was previously. Yes, um, Mark so... Mark Ingram has been struggling. Uh, J.K. Dobbins hasn't been getting that many carries. Gus Edwards has been annoying everyone in fantasy circles by being the one guy who's getting the carries and the touchdowns right now. Um, do Ravens have problems? No. Um, okay. Like, they're good, but I think Tennessee kind of showed a game plan and mm-hmm. the Patriots showed a game plan and they got punched in the mouth twice one of them was a haymaker that put them down for the count and that was against the Chiefs yeah that was against the Titans oh, oh right okay from last season yeah, yeah and yeah, I yeah. think everyone's kind of got a game plan on them except for the Browns because yeah, the Browns they do don't not... seem to have any idea how to play the teams in their own division yeah they, they struggle with that um, uh, like since we gave so much time to the Jets I kind of feel as if I have to go back and say more about the Steelers so like Chase Claypool I've just got to acknowledge he's been fantastic. 
they've, they've done it again, getting these lower round guys. Um, he wasn't that surprisingly talented. Like he was always good. Everyone knew he was talented. Good, yeah, but not this good, or not at least this featured. This dynamic right now. Yeah, he's, he's, like getting, he's getting rushing touchdowns as well. The as kind of targets well. that like T Higgins is getting and mm-hmm. and and Lavishka Schnault are getting, who were picked ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's. A, but they don't have Ben Roethlisberger behind them now, and I think he's he's a big part of that offense once again. Uh, really helping that team return to what it can be, and you've got to say right now that well, they're front runners for this division. Just because of that excellent across the board talent, like they they might be the best full blown team in the NFL right now. I so Minka Fitzpatrick say. has three scoring plays mm-hmm. um, since he traded was traded mm-hmm. in like week six or something last year, and it's the most of any player yeah. for two seasons. So mm-hmm. not even including like six of the games, and he's yeah. scoring more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um. They're just good. Joe Hayden's good. Like yeah. Fitzpatrick's good. Uh, Hayward's good. Yeah. They're just a good team. TJ Watt still playing lights out as well. Like they have so much talent on one side that they have to like push over that side, which even allows Bud Dupree to go and look pretty good on paper. Yeah. It's about the fact he's not. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Bud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck you, buddy. Um, you say, buddy? Uh, I'm not your buddy friend. <laughs> not uh, your buddy guy. I'm not your Lawrence guy. Oh wait, no, he's Patriots, right? Yeah. Um, how injured is Baker Mayfield for the Browns? Uh, is he the problem, and is he running out of excuses? Well, very leading. Because <laughs> I know. Journal, what, I know are you Tovo O'Brien? <laughs> I know what your feelings are in this one, and uh, I'm beginning to feel the other way about it. So, what are you thinking? So I think he's incredibly injured right now. Mm-hmm. I think he's a lot more injured than they let on he was, and mm-hmm. he shouldn't have played, and that's their fault. Um, probably because he's Baker Mayfield, and he, asked, he said he wanted to play, and they went with it, but it was very clear from the highlights that he couldn't run to his right because his ribs were killing him, and every time he got hit, like, they should have brought him out. Like As soon as they realised that the offensive line was going to be Swiss cheese and TJ Watt could do what he wants, and they should have taken him out. Yeah. Like... If he's your future, then you back him and you put Keenum in or Stanton and you just mm. don't take that risk. Yeah. But my issue with Mayfield is that, and it was said when he was drafted and, you know, um, Big Joe said it wasn't a big deal and it wasn't a worry, but being 4-5, 40-yard mm-hmm. for the type of player he is, isn't quick enough to get outside. In the same way that Kyler and Tua and all that can, Baker Mayfield's just a little bit too slow. He doesn't escape. He's not, he's not four or five four. He's like four or seven or something, wasn't he? Still, well, still relatively still, quick for yeah, a quarterback. He's still, still mobile. Like, yeah, because he's a mobile quarterback. But it wasn't like he's got like the boys that were drafted after him were yeah. had three temps on him, mm-hmm. and you're seeing that with the way that. The kind of league's going. Yeah, he's not. He's, yeah, but like he can still be a good pocket passer with escapability, and not be Lamar Jackson. No one else is Lamar Jackson, and few people are Kyler Murray. Yeah, but they were going for a Kyler Murray type when they took Mayfield. Mm. He just doesn't have that. He's he's not as shifty. He's not. He's nowhere near as shifty. He's not got yeah. the, any anything like the agility 
Uh, but like they do have, like, they've got a couple of interesting games coming up, right? So they've got Bengals, Raiders is interesting, Texans is interesting, they also Eagles, Flounder against the Raiders, and then the Jaguars. So they should be winning. They should they should win the majority of those at this rate. You should think, especially with maybe Nick Nick Chow coming back in a week or two, that they would be able to beat the likes of Bengals, Texans, Eagles, and Jaguars. Raiders, maybe. Don't know. I'm not entirely sure there. Yeah, I think we should just play Jarvis Landry quarterback. And interesting, okay, okay. But Landry's injured as well, so Odell Beckham's a bit injured. Landry's injured. Chubb's out, mm-hmm. and Baker couldn't lift his arms up above his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, is it really a a natural per, like reflection on how the Browns are going to be over the next few weeks? I think if they've got the Bengals next week, it's a perfect time to play Keenum because who cares. Because who cares? Fair yeah. enough. Well, we'll see, we'll see how Baker's feeling. Uh, I've got a feeling if you put Case Keenum in against the Bengals, they might beat you. Probably. But yeah. well, we'll see. Uh, the Bengals, as we just mentioned, so Joe Burrow, shown flashes, but you get the feeling he's starting to feel a little bit beat down with this team. Do you he's, feel bad for him? He's not used to losing, yeah. No, he's not. He's starting to look it in his face. So you know how the Browns won one game in two years. Where are the Bengals at on that? Are they at like three wins in a season and a half? If up and down, really. Uh, maybe they had like a few five wins in there and stuff like that. No, but I mean like last season, because they got beat by everyone in their division. So did they... How many wins did they get? I don't know. Don't like, Just don't worry about what I'm doing on the laptop here. I'll figure it out later. Um, they had... Six and ten, seven and nine, six and nine, twelve and four back in 2015 when Andy Dalton was playing very well. That's when they actually won that division as well. Yes, and um, beat by the Steelers. So yeah, not very good, but not nearly as bad as the Browns were at that oh, time. Just wanna pass yeah. it on. Mm-hmm. One day we can pass it on. Yeah. Um, um, what did the Bengals need to do to finish, fix that? Defense is not good. Offense flashes. The issue is, like we said before, is that there aren't enough offensive line talent to go around. So yeah. you can't just say fix the offensive line. They have to start getting creative, but AJ Green's given up. Yeah, he's, he's not looking as he was. Like, we, we, we knew that was going to be the case. They need a couple of tight ends, and they need... Like, Green's saying he doesn't want to be traded either, but it's kind of like, if you can get something decent for him, yeah, you maybe yeah. take it now. It's gonna be like a fourth round pick kind of thing. It's not gonna mm, be. Yeah, he's not. He's not been. He's not been showing enough value these days, unfortunately. They just. They need to get some talent, and it's an. It's a shame that you know uh, John Ross has put in a trade request today. Mm-hmm. So, interesting to see where he goes. I bet he ends up in the Chiefs. And it'd be good. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, a thousand yards in five weeks. Just remind everyone that John Ross beat the forty yard dash record, and Adidas had said whoever beat the record wearing their shoes would be given an island. Mm-hmm. And John Ross beat the record in Nikes, so John Ross could have had an island, and not really had to worry about. So what did Nike give him? Just a pat on the back. Yeah. Said like, Probably, "Cheers, yeah. thanks for thanks for not selling out to Adidas." Yeah, and he's also like from Washington, so I don't know if Oregon Nike would be that concerned. Maybe he's got some sort of sponsorship about giving him a lot of love. I don't know. Maybe. I they just need more talent. I think they need they need a safety blanket, a good tight end, maybe like a Trey Burton or a mm-hmm. you know kind of thing. They just need to get some talent. 
I just don't think they've got enough to get Burrow out of the pocket. Yeah. He's having to hold on to the ball too long. Yeah, he does need a bit of a safety blanket. He's having to do a lot Joe, right Joe now. Joe Mixon is too much for them. So if Joe Mixon gets injured, then they're absolutely rubbish. And yeah. that's kind of what happened on Sunday. Yeah, that's it. Like they, they should be running the ball more to take the pressure off of Joe Burrow, but it's hard to do that when you're yeah. behind. But like the, 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 this week, they, Bernard. Yeah, they, they ran out to like a 21 nothing lead against yeah, and then the Mixon got injured. Colts. Yep, and then yeah, they couldn't do anything after that. It was an absolute nightmare. Uh, speaking of absolute nightmares, uh, we're taking way too long in this, and it is mm-hmm. getting there. But um, moving on, we've got two more divisions we want to run through as well. AFC South, the Titans are the best team in the AFC, uh, right or wrong? Yeah, at the moment they, they okay. are, and the um, Taylor Luan injury is a shame. That's a big loss for them. Left left tackle Taylor Luan. Yeah, yeah, yeah he tore his ACL. Yeah, played uh, on. Because he's Taylor Luan. He played on for that? I think he did, Jeez. yeah. Jesus. I think he played what? a few more plays. Like, the ACL's a funny injury, but he definitely... Ah, it's not very funny, Darren. I wouldn't be laughing. No, I mean, like, it's... You can it's have structural one. integrity, yeah. but still tear your ACL, which is yeah. why you see a lot of players, like, jog off the field, but then never come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tanhill playing lights out. AJ Brown is back and destroying players, and Derek Henry is stiff-arming people through the ground Reaming people to... yeah exactly we're, we're saying saying that earlier it's like uh De- derrick henry is effectively he, he's a, a meme machine now yeah. he's wait, waiting like, for someone to stiff arms so he can embarrass no them the on the ringers like take was that you get half a yard of extra carry space because players don't want to mm-hmm. be memed <laughs> so they sit off a little bit more because they don't want to be stiff armed to hell um but yeah, they're just really good. And on defense, they've got Clowney and they've just got Vrabel, who's outstanding. And we're talking about like teams not like Patricia and you know last season with um, Freddie Kitchens and mm-hmm. the whole managing your timeouts and understanding where the clock is at and scoring when you need to. Yeah, and not go and go, watch not, not that going... Tennessee Titans. Houston Texans game from last week because it was insane. Not going for, you know, the two-point convert. Grable would never do that. <sighs> like, he knew what he needed to do. Oh, oh Romeo, Romeo. Why didn't thou on. do that, Romeo? We can get on to that, I guess. So the takeaway is that don't trust Romeo Cornell to win two games in a row. No, no. Oh, it's too mean, much that can go wrong for him. Too many decisions he has to make. Too too good a segue uh, into that, that game, really. Um... Texans have a have an incredible comeback, get themselves uh, seven points ahead. Had they taken the extra point, uh, which of course wasn't necessarily a foregone conclusion, then that would be eight points ahead. So therefore the Titans would have to score and get a two-point conversion just to tie. Cornell went for the two points to effectively make it a two-score game. Yeah, it was also a terrible play call. Mm. Like I, I, I get it, because it's like, once that's done, that's it. The game is over. And some analytics will say, like, yeah, just you, you, you go for it because more often than not, that works out. But if your defense is as bad as the Texans are and you've got the likes of Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown that you're going up against, surely you just say, like, I don't trust my defense. I would rather we just do what we need to do to, to effectively make things difficult for the Titans a little bit more. And then it just, oh, yeah, it was, it was awful. <laughs> it's truly, truly awful from Romeo Cornell. But, like, but again, I do, I do get it, but not with that defense. At least it's circumstantial. Were, 
if we're going to talk about the Texans, at least they're competitive in this game. Yeah, because um, because they had Deshaun make, Watson playing amazing, and that'll make JJ Watt feel a bit better, which will probably make the rest of the team feel a bit better. Watt, Watt had uh, an incredible strip sack at the end of the second quarter to effectively get the Texans right back into this game. Tannehill overrated, no. <laughs> um, Tannehill MVP, right or wrong? Oh, potentially, but I just don't think he's got the oomph to win MVP. It's cool. going to be Rogers or oh, maybe not after Tampa Bay. Maybe Russell Wilson. It's going to be Wilson or oh, at the moment it's only Wilson, really, is it? Mm, maybe. Can we give Mike Fitzpatrick the MVP? Do you want to? Not really. Okay, well, don't. Then. Don't be don't be stupid then. <laughs> uh, Colts. Philip Rivers not exactly smashing it, but Rubbish. playing Time well for enough <laughs> when required. Still making a few mistakes though. He's not making all the throws that he used to be. Uh, the defense has been really surprisingly good though. To this point, yeah. one of the, the best. General uh, Ballard, Chris Ballard, general manager, just making crafty decisions. Like, he's a crafty man. He's a crafty. He's, 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 he's um, he's a tinker man. No, look at the crafty man. He's the owner of the Patriots. Oh, yes. he likes he likes the macaroni and cheese and the and the and the ladies and the the, the massage parlors. Allegedly, <laughs> unfounded. Allegedly, they were allowed to use the video in the court. Unfounded. <laughs> Damn it. Um. How good are your lawyers if you... I don't really want to get into it. Anyway, we're talking about the Colts, Darren. <laughs> the, um... Yeah, Chris... Chris Ballard. 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 GM of the century. Took the luck thing just in stride. Leonard, you know. Leonard was great. The big boy at the start. What's the thing? Who? Right tackle. Right tackle for the Colts? Yes. Uh... Mean machine. Oh, you mean uh, it's the right... It's guard, guard yeah. and that is... Uh, they haven't done this mm, for a while. Mm, it's been a while. It's been a while. Fourth pick it's overall. And, no. Oh, damn it. Nope, okay. Notre Dame. Um, yep, and I know it. I'm just going Colts guard real quick. Quentin Nelson. Yeah, that's it. Jesus, how, how did I like that how like, Mike McGlinchey was coming to my head first. No, I know that, Darren. No, I know they're in the same team, but yeah. they're not the same player. Um, what? Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, it's like, oh, same team. Um, anyway, yeah. Yes. Digression. The Colts are average, but that's really all they've kind of got the potential to be. I think they're going to win games and then they're going to lose games. And, you know, Xavier Rhodes. Hot take. Colts are going to win games and lose games. <laughs> but it's like, what, what? Like, they don't. They've got Phil Rivers. They're not going to go 12 and 4. It's not happening with Phil Rivers. Like, so they must have They can that. still do something with that, though. And, like, he's, there's been times when it really looks like it's done right. I think that you've got to just play to his strengths, uh, which, to, to my mind now, should be shorter stuff. Like, shorter, not even intermediate. Like, play, play more like Jimmy G. Like, just, like, don't let him throw the game away as he has done through his entire career in games that matter I I, I do find it intriguing that they've got Jacob Eason and Jacob Eason has an absolute cannon for an arm mm. and was in the draft the most Mahomesian of prospects mm-hmm. but in the way that he could be like Mahomes or he could be absolutely awful and no one has any clue Yeah. Um. but they're not in it's like I was saying with the Dolphins, where the fans want the change and they want the future. Yeah, I don't think the fans, the fans are happy with Rivers. They're happy with the challenge for the playoffs. Yeah, as it's constructed, it's, it's good, so it's they're good not going to so change far. anything. Yeah, um, but the the, the roster is just so well constructed and the division's so tight. 
Mm-hmm. I think the Titans have kind of pulled away surprisingly to people. I think like over the last two years, mm-hmm. and that's just Vrabel, in my in my opinion. It's just just Vrabel. Okay. Vrabel was so good that he's kind of pushed it. Because they didn't do anything with Henry for like two years. Yeah, Henry. They wasted he, Henry's rookie contract. They, they've made the most of of Derek Henry, and they've made the most of Ryan Tannehill, and that was just something which wasn't working before he and Arthur Smith were involved in that lineup. Yeah. I mean, obviously Tannehill wouldn't because he was with Adam Gase at the Dolphins. It was just a complete waste of space and time. But like, and I, 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 say, I think I remember saying to you that. Tannehill is going to start for this team when Mariota was the incumbent starter. Like and then once it did, I was like, what, yeah, watch this happen. And I feel incredibly vindicated in the results yeah, because Tannehill is incredible. Four from favorite podcast number one. Yeah, go go back and listen to all of our podcasts until skip, you hear me say that. Skip the 30 minutes of Giants talk. <laughs> At least. Um, and also the Jaguars are in this division. Yeah, no um, so yeah, DJ Shark's really good. Yeah, uh, James Robinson's been surprising. Gardner yeah. Minshew is smoke and mirrors. We have no idea if he's good or if he's bad or if he's Mayfield or if he's Kyler. Like just on play to play with Gardner, he, he's they're kind of screwing up the endeavor for Trevor. Yeah, give give Minshew more time. You know what they need? Better offensive line, Darren. <laughs> As every team in the NFL get does. A t-shirt. Just get a t-shirt. It's like, maybe we could do with some more offensive, offensive line, line then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, we've got to start like getting an offensive line farm. You know, like just Notre Dame everywhere. Yeah. Um, but the problem is their uh, coach is retired as well. So you've lost the Notre Dame coach and Sarnecchia. Yeah, yeah. Have both retired in the same year. Nightmare. Because they're both like 80. <laughs> terrible offensive lines going forward. Um, yeah, I don't think we can dwell too much on the Jaguars, but Nothing yeah, they're done. still endeavouring for Trevor. Schnapp's good. Yeah, he is good. Exciting to watch. He's fun. Like he makes the Jaguars watchable. Like yeah. when the ball gets in his hand, you're like, "What's going to happen?" And he usually just runs side to side a bit. But then once he gets turned up field, you're expecting something to happen. Uh, speaking of teams who you expect things to happen for, are the Chiefs the best team in the AFC? No, you've already said that the Titans are, no, but cause... I had this written down already, so it had to happen. But but they really showed Buffalo who's boss this week. Yes, because Buffalo are pretenders to the throne in the way that the Chiefs, Ravens and Titans aren't. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a free horse, right? Oh, are the Steelers in the playoffs, like, I, I think don't it's know. St- Steelers, kind of Steelers four... Ravens, Chiefs, and Titans for me. Yeah. It's a pain because two of them are in the Browns League. Yeah. Um, you could end up with uh, like Browns, Ravens, and Steelers all making playoffs. I'd hope so. It's doable. We've got a really easy four-week schedule and we should win some of those games. Mm. Um, anyway, Chiefs, really good. Uh, Mahomes, fun. They got like, punched in the face last week, and it was quite fun to watch. Yeah, by the Raiders. Uh, very interesting. Uh, like, and they deserved it as well. Derek Carr was really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to finish talking about the Chiefs, uh, but since he brought on Derek Carr, the Raiders, they've surprised a few, few people this mm-hmm. season. Uh, but certainly not a complete team, but having Henry Ruggs in that lineup completely stretches that field. And it shows that they 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 can still sling it about all over the place. I think he's the Raiders would be a very good candidate for John Ross. 
Yes. Because then if you have like two them, field stretchers either it side, it just gives them two, and they can pretend to run verticals and run the ball. Mm-hmm. It just stretches the line. It'll be a very Mike Davis signing, is the phrase that always comes yeah. out. It's like, on oh, a it's vet- a fast guy that's available yeah. at wide on a, receiver on a veteran minimum. Yeah. <laughs> Get John Ross for eight hundred k. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't Lean. surprise me. Well, there's the whole thing about not being able to sign Khalil Mack because they didn't have the money in escrow and. Mm. Yeah, John John Ross is the kind of like we'll change you a six round pick and we'll pay in the minimum. And I think to be honest, like moving moving on from Khalil Mack was probably a good idea for the Raiders. Yeah, uh, they have rebuilt it, well, worked out quite well for the most part for Chicago as well. But yeah, um, yeah. but uh, yeah. back to the Chiefs very briefly. They're not playing incredible. They're not like that as good as they were last season. But they still got five wins so far. And it's that whole thing of like, even on their worst days, they're still incredibly tough to beat. Well, they're now the deepest team, probably. Would you say that the Chiefs' offense is now, like, skill position wise, the deepest team ever? It should be up there. Because, like, even. Who's their back? I feel like the backup quarterback's quite good as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, but like, oh, I don't know about the backcourt, but, but like, you got Le'Veon Bell there now, as well as Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's also been playing really well. Version of Lo- yeah, like wide receiving core is one of the best ever. Um, I, I would the... maybe say, I don't know, Broncos 2013 was really, really good. Uh, the Patriots team with Randy Moss was incredible. Um, yeah, actually, well, I'm not entirely sure. If anyone else has got an idea about what the best skill positions team ever is, let us know. It's probably going to be the Dolphins in 84, but yeah. Nah, come on, calm down. 84. Is that when they won over again? No, it was 72. Is that, that long ago? Okay. Yeah. It's like, like Larry Zonka and stuff. No, Marino never won. Like, Marino never won a oh, ring. Okay. I know he never won a ring, but didn't they get to the. F- Super Bowl after not losing in the 80s. Uh, we are diverging. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> the Dolphins. Um, I started watching NFL in 2013. Yeah. Historical knowledge you're, of the league. You're, you're, you're doing very well. You're doing very well. Um, um, yeah. Uh, she's really good. Yeah. Chargers boring. Okay. Broncos. No. <sighs> Darren, give me a second here, right? <laughs> okay, so in the like In the last game. Yeah, yeah. Brett, Brett Ripien really... Took it to the <laughs> the Jets. Um, but Drew Locke against the Patriots was way better than his numbers showed. Right? Okay. He had a whole bunch of big-time throws per PFF's numbers and very little in the way of turnover-worthy plays. The Broncos could still have a season here somehow at 2-3. and three. Uh, I don't necessarily know if I want them to because I feel as if maybe we could get the Trevor Lawrence thing. But still, um, they, 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 they've got so many... Injuries, though, that I, I can't see it being like easy for them. Um, but there, there's there's something there, and the defense the defense is very good. The defense is actually one of the best in the league now. Well, the Broncos have that apart from you know the quarterback, like picking your GM and general organizational skills are really good. The mm-hmm. Broncos are a good organization, so they're kind of like the Forty ers in that way that you expect them to draft pretty steadily. Yeah. They just haven't been able to get a quarterback. And to be fair, did we ever think that the quarterbacks they picked were going to be... Like, Locke's obviously a stretch, they were hoping. Locke's they, a maybe. They had to go with a second because it was so clear to take Chubb. 
mm. you know, as talent-wise. Yeah. Um, Locke's still the jury's out yet, but he like he needs to get he needs to stay healthy the rest of the season for a start, and uh, and you know show us something consistently for me to say like yeah okay he's the one. If he if he doesn't do that by the end of the season, then it's new quarterback next year. You trade up for Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I'm kind of of the mindset with the Broncos, while well, Elway's still the GM, that you're waiting on an an absolute fluke. You're waiting on <laughs> getting Andrew Luck out of retirement, or like someone getting Sam Darnold being brilliant, and you getting him on like a waiver because they get mm-hmm. Lawrence. So it's, there's, I just think the Broncos require a, a lot of luck to get that quarterback position fixed. Kind of like when they got no, Peyton Manning doing nothing. It's a lot of luck. Luck, is it? Yeah. I don't know who I'd rather have. But that's just... <laughs> Are we completely sure he's gone? Andrew Luck? Let me just check. Uh, let me, let me, let me go <laughs> Are we absolutely uh, sure? I know he's probably living I'm in just, like... I'm just going to Google He probably lives Andrew in New luck. Zealand. Like He's probably here. Probably. Uh, is Trevor Lawrence best QB since uh, Andrew Luck? Uh, Andrew Luck's dad wasn't surprised by sudden retirement. Uh, Luck retired. Nope, still not. Still, still not here. Still retired. Okay. Yep. Because uh, Rivers only on a one-year deal. And ooh, what has Andrew Luck been up to in his first full year of retirement? I'll have a look at that one later. Anyway, he's real skinny. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I'll look at that later on myself. Anyway. Yeah. But um, that's kind of what I think. I think you're waiting on like Andrew Luck coming out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Getting him for two years is the best chance you guys have of winning the Super Bowl anytime soon. Okay, and uh, to <laughs> on that pressing note, fair. Uh, on that on that pressing note, uh, Justin Herbert's been lights out for the Chargers as a rookie, but still finding ways to lose because he's a rookie, mm-hmm. and they're missing half their defense out of injury. And you know, sometimes you just need your Minka Fitzpatrick and Derwin James is their Minka. The d- defense isn't awful though; it's he's not, not that bad. Like. Their offense isn't well, scoring very Eckler. well. Losing Austin Eckler was a big deal because the, the backups are not. Like, Austin Eckler might be pound for pound the most impressive athlete in in the NFL. And when you lose him, that's a problem. Especially yeah. when behind it is Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson yeah, or Justin whatever. Jackson was fifteen carries for twenty yards. Yeah, but uh, big on the waiver wire right now apparently. Um, yeah, they're they're missing players here and there. Uh, they've got Mike Williams back though, uh, and Herbert's coming good. Um, still a threat in that division. I could still see the Chargers beating yeah, Raiders, the Raiders or the Broncos. The Broncos in that division, so. Yeah, and they very nearly beat the Chiefs. So why why couldn't they actually beat them in the next game? Do you want me to draw a diagram? But, but, I mean, could you could you draw it with words for the listeners? Mahomes. Uh huh. Bell. Uh huh. Watkins. Okay, I see where you're going here. Not Kelsey. Watkins. Watkins is out, like, but like you were, doing, you were doing so well until that point. <laughs> Kelsey. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, Schwartz. St- stop! Stop! No, and also I think Mr. Schwartz was injured the other day actually as well. But um, so, so, so you must get two hours wrong. Um, but that's it. Chiefs are done. Like, they're gonna. They're not gonna win another game this season. Patrick Mahomes overrated. <laughs> <laughs> That gets picked up and no one listens to us yeah. ever again. <laughs> out of context. <laughs> out of context, fourth and forever podcast, yeah. Um, so that has been, now you asked for a crisp 40 minutes, that has been a crisp 92 minutes nearly. Yeah, it's 2.45 uh, minute podcast. Should we split it? Probably, and just release it like oh, a couple fine. hours apart. 
Okay, I don't have time for that. I've got to go to bed. I'm just going to... Actually, well, I can still do the time releases. It's fine. Anyway, that was fun. That was fun. It was fun, and uh, it also, I also did a lot less work for that one as well. Yeah, because we know what we're talking about. We don't need to do, like... Yeah, yeah. It's funny, we just right? end up talking about games that everyone's already watched. Yeah. Like, now, I, I, I think that we we needed to do this kind of format this time because we've been away for a couple of weeks. We could still even tweak it again and just talk about interesting things rather than just every single individual team. But, like, this format wasn't all that bad. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, yes. And like, if we do, just do that, bang it out. Ninety minutes. Cut it into whiskey's good too. You're not getting I that whiskey again. That people drink whiskey while they listen to us. Yes. Not if you're driving. N- no, and not if you have alcohol problems, uh, or you are in any way impaired uh, by it. Yes, that too. <laughs> uh, in which case, uh, and just, adhere to lockdown. Eat, eat some lettuce. In your country of. Yeah, yeah. Residence. Unless from Stay safe. Unless from New Zealand, in which case, yeah, just uh, Yolo. Kiakaha. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we all might be screwed again, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. I think everyone's still in isolation with that. Anyway, this yeah, isn't the, this isn't the COVID podcast, but uh, yeah, that is the end of the Fourth and Forever podcast for this week. Nami Hinui Darren, and uh, catch y'all later. Anything else? That means thank you very much. Yeah, I know. I wish I was better at it. See, I, I, I'm making sure that I incorporate a little bit of it every now and again. Yeah, it's maybe so, so bad. It's fine. I don't know anything else. Uh, I just know how to say thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Uh, I think there was a thing about how to get milk in my coffee, but I don't know. But I, I, I am trying. I'm making an effort. Yes. Toriyomori, learn some. Go for it. See ya. Thanks, guys. Bye.